0: Hey Lighthouse Niagara family, this is Pastor Joel Sloss. I hope that the message you received today blesses you so, so much. Uh, We're going to call it uh, The Word and Blessed because we're going to focus in on a few verses. Uh, I do have a few hard copies that uh, if somebody wants a hard copy for some of this, um, uh, those will be available for you to uh, to share in a moment. does anybody know what it says in John 1 verse 1? All right, so very good. That's that's good. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. And uh, it's amazing that Jesus is called, or the Word is being referred to as, or is Jesus. And uh, we see that as we continue reading right through to verse 14 of John chapter 1, it talks about life, it talks about light, it talks about receiving the word, Jesus, as many as received them, to them he gave the power to become children of God, even to those that believe on his name. And they are born, not of the flesh, not of the will of man, not of blood, but they are born of God. So there's a supernatural life that comes As we grab a hold of the word, as we heed the word, so critical to our lives. And um, last time we also talked, we we focused in on one verse uh, especially, and I want to uh, read this from 2 Timothy 3, verse 16 and 17. And it talks about what scriptures, the importance of scripture in our life. And it talks about the word of God. And I, I, I want to say this. If you say, well, I, there's certain parts of the body or the the, the word of the, the Bible that I don't agree with, you will find yourself then sort of, well, I will I'll agree, agree with this part. I don't agree with this because it doesn't fit in what I think. Or what I, or maybe it's not a, you know, this is, I I can't accept it. And whatever doesn't make sense to me. So I reject it. We need to recognize that. And this is what it says. In 2 Timothy 3. 16 and 17. That all scripture. Is given by inspiration of God. From Genesis. Chapter 1 verse 1. All the way to Revelation 22. The very last verse. Every passage. Is inspired by God. And. Because if you start uh, eliminating, well, you know what? I don't believe in the first 11 chapters of Genesis. Uh, they're just sort of, it's allegorical. Then pretty soon, uh, things that you don't really accept uh, in, in Revelation, then, you know what? It's sort of allegorical. It's, it's not really, I can't really accept it. It's, it's, it's like, uh, I don't know, tales, fairy tales. Or I'm twisting it, I'm, I'm going to start to put my own slant on it. Um, the best thing to do when it comes to reading a word is, just, is to take the word literally, unless there is an accepting of, or um, an explanation given. And so sometimes the sims, things that are symbolic, there's explanations given of that. And that for, for Daniel, some of the things that he saw when you read through Daniel, uh, he's saying, Lord, well, what does this mean? And uh, so there's an explaining of these things that, that were visions that he had. And um, so there's an explaining of it. Uh, but take the word of God literally. A- apply the word in, our, in your life. All Scripture is given by inspiration of God is profitable for doctrine, and I, I the word there would be stability, the the structure. So doctrine is structure. It gives st- uh, stability. It, it gives backbone. All right, it gives backbone. You, you ever hear of the phrase? Uh, uh, he doesn't have any backbone. Uh, that's he's wishy washy. He's all over the place. There's no stability. He doesn't stand up. Uh, if there's no backbone and uh, so the word of God is the structure it's like this skeletal system within a body uh, a physical body that's what doctrine brings is stability and it's a grouping of of uh, passages that talk about the same theme so you can have the doctrine of Jesus you can have the doctrine of the Father you can have the doctrine of the Holy Spirit I heard somebody say uh, they're Talking to somebody and uh yeah, that person says, Well, I you know, I don't believe in the Holy Spirit. I believe in God the Father and the Son, but don't really believe in the Holy Spirit. So but there's a the doctrine of, of these things combined with all the different scripture, uh, you have doctrine. You have doctrines about the coming of the Lord. You have doctrines of, of uh of heaven, what's heaven like? when or there's the doctrine of salvation how do we make it how are we saved how do how do we make it uh, to heaven so these are d- different uh, structural things and uh, tenets of our are what we believe according to the word of God uh, so scripture uh, all scriptures given by inspiration of God is profitable for doctrine for reproof what word that came out of that uh, from last time? From, sorry? Proof. You get the, within the word reproof, you have proof, or something that is proved or tested or is evidence. So the Word of God gives evidence. Um, It doesn't, the Word of God doesn't claim to be a, a science book, and it's going to give you every information about science. But I'll tell you right now, it will give things that, that uh, man did not know. Some things, not until even the eighteen or 1900s. This thing of, uh, of quarantining. That's mentioned already in the Old Testament for people that are, are sick or uh, leprous or whatever. There's a quarant- quarantining of them. Or there's a thing of of washing or cleansing, so people would die uh, on the battlefield or whatever because the doctors uh, they they didn't understand anything about uh, washing and cleansing uh, when they're doing surgery, so there would be infection that would come in. So they didn't know that about those things till like in the 1800s, and late 1800s. And so there's things that are mentioned in the Bible that uh, the fact that the, the earth isn't held up by, by a, uh, you know, a turtle or, or by Hercules or whatever. That some of these uh, religions or myths would say, yeah, Hercules carries the earth on his, on his back. Or, you know, if you go too far, you're going to fall off the end of the earth. But there's passages that talk about the this, this circle of the, the earth, the circumference. and the, So this thing of the roundness of, of the earth was way before um, science uh, even was made aware of it. These things were already, these are statements in the Bible. And especially the first 11 chapters. Uh, proof and tested evidence. Uh, the word of God is also for correction. And this is restoration to an upright state. You know what? You want to be upright. You want to be standing upright. Uh, you don't want to be, you know, on the ground. You don't want to be hunched over or whatever because of your behavior or the, the direction you're heading in. So this thing of correction is important. The, the word of God corrects so that there's an improvement where we're in a, an upright state where there's an improvement, improvement to our life life and also to our character as we heed the word of God for correction, for instruction in righteousness. And this thing of righteousness is to be as we ought to be before God and to have instruction to be as we ought to be before God. And I love verse 17. It says that the man of God may be complete, thoroughly equipped for every good work. Praise God. James 1 from verse 21. It says, Therefore, lay aside all filthiness and overflow of wickedness and receive with meekness the implanted word which is able to save your souls. To receive the word, the implanted word, let it let it get into you and let it begin to roots go down and that there would be fruit in your life as the word is implanted in you. So not to take it lightly, not to take it casually, but to grab a hold of it. I just say thank you, Lord, for the wisdom and the life and the light that is in your word. But be doers of the word and not hearers only, deceiving yourselves. That is, you can come to church and you can hear the word. You can come or you can read the word of God. You can hear somebody else speaking online or whatever. So you hear the word. And and James is writing here, don't just hear the word, but be a doer of the word. Apply the word in your life daily. It says, but be doers of the word and not hearers only deceiving yourselves. If we're just hearers, yeah, I hear the word of God. I'm I'm in the house of the Lord. I hear the word, but I'm not a doer of the word. There's a deceiving of ourselves. For if anyone is a hearer of the word and not a not a doer, he's like a man observing his natural face in a mirror. For he observes himself, goes away, and immediately forgets what kind of man he was. So it's like, yeah, you look, you look in the mirror and you might see that there's things that need to change in who you are, but it's like, eh, whatever, I go and I forget what kind of man I, I was or am and the things that need to change in my life. And the word of God is, is like a mirror where we, we, we look at ourselves and we look at the word and we compare ourselves with the word of God. Do I line up with the word of God? Or, oh, man, as I read or hear the word, I see that I'm not where I should be at. And so there's this, um, this looking at self for the sake of changing. Not that we just say, oh, I see myself. Okay, so I'm not where I should be at. It doesn't matter. I just go and uh, there's no change in my life. Let the, let the word of God change you. But he who looks into the perfect law of liberty and continues in it and is not a forgetful hearer but a doer of the work, this one will be blessed in what he does. And the perfect law of liberty, I'll tell you, it, it does really come down to who Jesus is, what he did for us on the cross. It is there, he, the word. As we heed the word and what the word did for us, he became flesh. In verse 14, it says it, he became flesh and dwelt amongst us for the sake of going to the cross. I mentioned to somebody today, it's very powerful what happened to you the moment you believed in Jesus for your salvation. And so it's like, I was saved by, his, by faith in his finished work and Jesus Christ and his blood shed for me. I was saved by his finished work by his blood shed for me I am being saved by his finished work and his blood shed for me I will be saved by his finished work who he is what he did for me his blood shed for me our faith as it remains in this perfect law of Liberty and we continue in it from the time that we got saved every day including today and into the future this one will be blessed in what he does. We're not a forgetful here, but a doer of the work, of the work. In- interesting, the work, the work of Jesus Christ in our life. This one will be blessed in what he does. Critical. All right, we're, I want to go into uh, Psalm 119. Can somebody tell me something about Psalm 119? What, what's, what, what's unique about Psalm 119? Okay, so it, it's the longest chapter in the Bible. And if you, if you open up your, your Bible, and it's pretty well the center, uh, you will find that if you... I'll open up the center. Yeah, so right away I came to Psalms. just happened to come to Psalm 146, so it's sort of the center, the center of your Bible. I think it's uh, uh, chapter 118 that is the center, uh, or one of the verses is the cent- center verse in uh, the Bible. But uh, in verse or chapter 117, you have I think one of the shortest Psalms is only two verses long, and you have the center you, uh, of the Bible is in, in Psalm 118, and then you have the longest chapter. Uh, Anybody know how many verses there are? One hundred and seventy-six verses. Can anybody tell me anything else unique about uh, Psalm one seventy-six or Psalm one nineteen? Okay, so that's right. that every single verse has to do with commandment, law, statute, testimony, the way. It has to do with the word. Every single verse. All in 176. And uh, another thing. Anything else unique about, about uh, Psalm 119? Cause maybe you didn't know this. But each of the verses in the, the Hebrew, or it starts with the alphabet of the, the Hebrew language. So like our alphabet starts with A, B, C, D. So the very first uh, eight verses, and each verse has two lines to it. So there's two lines per verse. Uh, in fact, when I, when I was copying over some of this, uh, it was automatically put right away into two lines, so each verse is two lines long, and, um, and there are eight verses per letter, uh, and so there's 22 times 8, so you get 22 times 8, you will get exactly 176, alright, so 20 times 8 is 160, and 2 times 8 is 16. So you got 176 verses for the 22 letters of the alphabet. Now, uh, the, in Eastern Orthodox tradition, it is said that David used Psalm 119 to teach Solomon the Hebrew alphabet. Don't know if that was the case or not, but it's, it's a kind of cool tradition to think that, yeah, maybe David did use the Psalms or Psalm 119 to teach Solomon the alphabet, the Hebrew alphabet. And not just the Hebrew alphabet, but the alphabet for and of spiritual life. So let me just give you uh, an example. Psalm 119.72, the value of the word of God. So it doesn't just pertain to Psalm 119, but we're talking about the word of God from beginning to end and the value. Listen to Psalm 119, 70, uh, verse 72. It says, The law of your mouth... So where is it coming? It's coming from him, from God. Coming from Jesus, who is the word. The law of your mouth is better to me than thousands of coins of gold and silver as as precious as gold and silver is the word of your mouth is better to me than thousands of coins of gold and silver so it'd be like is that is that a truth to you is that his word is more precious than than money i want i prefer to know how to live rather than to be having Extreme wealth. So, amazing in this, in this uh, chapter is the value of the word of God. It's truth, absolutely. Uh, as already was mentioned, every verse has to do with God's word, his law, his testimony, his precepts, his statutes, his commandments, his ru- the rules, they, and they have these words in it, which is kind of cool. Every single one. Uh, For instance, so the law of your mouth. So there's the word law. Psalm 119 verse 71, the verse right before it. It is good for me that I have been afflicted, that I may learn your statutes. So even to have uh, affliction, if it points me to the word of God, or I, I seek the word of God in the affliction, this is a good thing. I may, that I may learn your statutes, even when it comes to affliction. So what I, I want to do, and maybe I can have uh, somebody, um, we. I want to go through a few, just a few verses in, in Psalm 119. I won't go through them all, but uh, in this chapter, uh, basically, I just went very quickly through the entire chapter and... I took what, like, what are the main things that are in each, for each letter of the alphabet? So there's 22 different themes that I picked out very quickly in the different things. And, and so I'm going to just go over some of them, and then we're going to look at Psalm uh, verse, or verses 1 to 8, when it talks about blessing, is, is how do I have blessing? So if I could have a few just hand these guys out uh, for me on one side and the other, John. I can, can you hand these out on this side? So if you're, I don't have enough for everybody. So if you're here with somebody else, uh, maybe you can just share uh, these. But as you're, you're getting them, it's like, I cannot believe. So the first A verses have to do with blessing and is Aleph. So is the, is the alphabet or the, rather than saying A, it's Aleph. And the second uh, letter would go from verses 9 to 16, the next eight verses, and that's Beth. And it's, your Bible may have the actual, these actual names of the letters on, uh, in your Bible. They, they were in mine, uh, and they, they should possibly or probably be in yours. Uh, so the third letter is Gemel which is 17 to 24 and daleth is is the th- uh, fourth letter and so on all the way down to tau which is the 22nd letter and each one of these letters or the the, the verse I don't know if it's egg, every verse starts off with that that letter uh, or all of yeah all of the verses start off with that letter but there is this letter either beginning or on each of the verses. Um, And uh, so it's kind of cool. But the thing that gets me is all the different things in this uh, very, or longest chapter in the Bible. Uh, So the first eight verses have to do with blessing, and we'll get into that in a moment. But as I go through, and you'll see on your sheet, um, the next eight verses have to do with cleansing. If you need cleansing, how am I cleansed? And so it is by the word of the Lord or by the word of God. But the, the verses have to do with cleansing. Uh, there's the, the next eight verses have to do with sight and direction and wisdom. Is there anybody that did not get a copy and you, you want a copy? You want to look at it? If you need more, I don't know if they went upstairs, but maybe we can get some more copies if we need them. Um, for those that have the sheet, look through, and I'd be interested to know, well, what part would I want to look at? And so you can take this home, stick it in the front of your Bible or whatever, and just say, you know what? If I need, I'm going through affliction and persecution, I'm persecuted, uh, and, and there's a request for God's loving kindness. I look at, I look at number 20 here which is verses 153 to 160, which, which talk about affliction. To be, when you're afflicted and persecuted, you're saying, there's just a, a crying out, God, I need your loving kindness. And so that's there in verses 153 to 160. So just looking over that, can I hear of, of some of the things that you say, man, I, I wouldn't mind, I'm going to read these verses because I need to, this would be of interest to me. Anybody? Sorry, which one? Number 14, which is noon, or none, uh, noon, which talks about the lamp, the light, and faithfulness. So um, can somebody talk or find that verse? Uh, I believe it's 105, Psalm 119, 105. Can somebody uh, find that for me? Or I can look it up quick. What's Psalm 119.105? All right. So we're, we're talking about the word of God is a lamp to my feet, a light to my path. So if you're, if you're in darkness, when you, as you follow the word, you will not stumble because it is a lamp. It's a lamp to your, your steps, your walk, and a light to your path. So you know where to go. You won't stumble. All right. Uh, Someone else. Which one? What number on the left? Somebody else, looking through those different ones, which one would be of interest to you? Number three for sight, direction, and wisdom. Uh, maybe go, uh, it's uh, verses uh, 17 to 24. Maybe as you go to, to one of those verses, you might say, yeah, this, this verse is, like all of these verses have to do with that. Um, verses 17 to 24. Is there one in particular that stands out once you get to your, that section of your Bible? Yeah, it says, uh, so it's almost like a prayer there. Uh, deal bountifully with your servant that I may live and keep your word. Open my eyes that I may see wondrous things from your law. Uh, so it's, it's this thing of, uh, of having sight and direction. My soul breaks with longing for your judgment, judgments at all times. You rebuke the proud, the cursed, you stray for, who stray from their commandments. Remove from me reproach and contempt For I have kept your uh, testimonies. Princes also sit and speak against me, but your servant meditates on your statutes. Your testimonies also are my delight and my counselors. So the thing of of verse 24 especially, your testimonies also are my delight and my counselors. So for sight, for direction, for wisdom, uh, as you take the word of God in. So you can see there's a lot of different uh, uh, sections that are, they're, diff- they're all, they all have to do with the word of God, but here you have 22 different things, uh, everything from blessing to uh, when in despair and overwhelmed, uh, verses 145 to 152, or uh, a focus and a defense and a upholding of me, uh, verses 113 to 120 uh, you know what? To know that you belong, uh, born your your birth and belonging, uh, verses 73 to 80. Um, so so many different things as you go through, and and this was just a just a very quick um, scanning through, skimming through, and pulling out these these beautiful themes uh, in the different sections. Uh, 22 different sections, so we're we're covering a, a huge part of life, uh, just in one chapter, which is so cool, um, all right, so I, I, I just want to end with, or I want to go into blessing, Psalm 119, uh, 1 to 8, and I just want to break this down a little bit, and then we'll close uh, with with prayer um, tonight, and uh, yeah, yeah. So just going, if you have your Bibles with you, uh, to Psalm 119, verse 1 to 8. And it's talking about blessing. And we we hear of that right off the top. It says, blessed are the undefiled in the way who walk in the law of the Lord. Blessed are the undefiled in the way who walk in the law of the Lord. And uh, just a few things from that verse some words that stand out what what does it mean to be blessed when you're blessed our things may fall into place yeah what else when it comes to an emotional emotional state yeah there's a happiness about you in being blessed. So how can I be blessed? It says blessed are the undefiled in the way. It's interesting. Uh, the way here. Uh, it has to do with the road. So the road that we're on. It has to do with uh, the journey along the road. The distance that, that, that you may have to travel. It also has to do with direction. It has to do with the manner, the way we walk, the, the habit or the, along the way. Uh, another thing, and I'm, I'm, this is part of the definition of the word or w- the way, it also has to do with the course of life, figuratively, the course of life. So, blessed are the undefiled, in the course of their life, or another aspect of the way also has to do with your moral moral character, who you are, your makeup, who you are. So blessed are the undefiled in their moral character. In fact, um, we we see that there's a there's a, a broad or much definition to just the word, the way, when it comes to the course of our life and moral character. Now, undefiled. So I looked this word up in the Hebrew, and what, what's your first thing when it, when it comes to being undefiled? Like usually, what, what's the first thing that comes to your mind when you, when you have this word undefiled? Okay, so you're clean because you look at the word defile, that there's a word defile in undefiled. So it's like the opposite of of, uh, not being defiled, all right? So there's this aspect of cleanliness. But it's interesting that the word undefiled uh, has to do with being complete, with being whole, to be sound, there's an entirety of, of our, our being. So blessed are those that are complete or whole or sound in the way, which makes okay, that makes sense. So it's not just about being clean in the way, but being complete in the way. So it was like, okay, I the, the depth of this word undefiled goes, Way past just something of cleansing or we just think, well, blessed are the clean in the way. It's, no, blessed are the complete in the way. If you are complete, if you say, I'm going to take all the word of God, I'm going to apply it in my life. There's this thing of being complete. I am happy as I am complete or whole or entire or sound in the, the word of, of God, in the way, in the course of my life. I'm going to be blessed. It's like, oh, that's good. I like that. It, it, what does it do to you when it comes to the word? This just this part. Blessed are the complete or whole or entire sound in the way, or in the course of their life. What. What. Thing would you say, or what desire? do you feel or would you have when it comes to just this portion of this first verse? What would you want to do? Like, for me, anybody? For me, the first thing is, oh my goodness, I, I want to know not just some of his word, I want to get to know his word. Because I want to be made complete in my way. In the course of my life. I want to be complete in my character. And so I want. I want to take in the word of God. And with it. I'm going to be blessed. There's going to be an impacting of my life. As I grab a hold of the word. It's like I, I want the word then. Like for me. Like I haven't gone through. So I went through all of Psalm 119. But I haven't gone through. In depth. All those 22 things. I just. Just today, I'm going through the more in-depth on just being blessed, the first eight verses. We're just in the very first verse, in the very first part of those two uh, lines. There's eight stanzas in each of the, the, for each of the, the letters, and each one is made up of two lines. And we're just in the first line here. It says, who walk, or the manner of their life, In the law of the Lord, or in the law of Jehovah, the existing one, is is the meaning of the word Lord there. Is Jehovah the existing one? So the law of the Lord. When I looked at at this word, it was interesting. It, It had to do with law or direction, instruction, and then it broke it down. The direction or instruction that is divine or coming from God. There could be a human aspect to, to law, but in this case, it's not the human aspects, the divine instruction or direction. It has to do with the body of prophetic teaching or the things that sh- uh, are still to come, or if we want to have certain things happening uh, in our life down the road. Uh, the instruction in Messianic age that has to do the law has to do with, with Jesus Christ. It has to do with the body of priestly direction or instruction, so even the the direction given to the priest to give to us, especially in the Old Testament. A body of legal directives. The law is always good. But a second part of this has to do with, when it comes to law, it has to do with specifically uh, the law of the burnt offering, and when I saw that, it was like, wow. Specifically, the law of the burnt offering. The burnt offering was given how many times a day? If the if the king and the priests were were godly kings and priests at, at that time, because they're each generation of or next king, each king as he did what which which was right in his his own eye or evil in the sight of God or did that which was good in the sight of God so each king would influence the priests it's interesting the kings influenced the priest, not the other way around and so when it came to the kings keeping the law uh, and the priests would then do the things that they should do as godly priests and the burnt offering so when they were doing it so how often was a burnt offering done every day anybody Okay, morning and afternoon, any, any particular time in the morning, according to our clock? Nine o'clock and three o'clock. The burnt offering, do you know when Jesus was nailed to the cross, what time was it? 9 a.m., exactly when the burnt offering, one burnt offering was given. Do you know what time he died? Three in the afternoon, which was the second burnt offering of the day this the burnt offering was put into place 1000 or 1400 years bc all was pointing towards jesus christ so this when it hit me it hit me here the law of the burnt offering basically who walk in the law of the lord in what jesus christ did for us on the cross if you want, and and the reality of that has hit me Because a large part of my life, I didn't walk according to the law of the Lord when it came to the burnt offering or his sacrifice for me on the cross. I knew about it, but I didn't live that way. So my faith was in, had shifted from who he was and what he did for me on the cross to I got to be a good person. Can't do it. The disciplines of, of spiritual disciplines are almost impossible to keep regularly if you're doing it in your own strength. When you have the law of the Lord, the law of the burnt offering, the law of, of the, the message of the cross, Jesus Christ name crucified daily, you will find that all everything else will begin to fall into place. Okay, took a little bit more time on verse one. Uh, I would just... I'll go quickly here. Blessed are those who keep his testimonies, who seek him with the whole heart. Jesus said in in uh, Matthew uh, twenty two, I believe, verse thirty seven. They tested him. They were testing. Him. What, what's the most important law? And or laws. And he says, "Thou shalt love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength." And like unto it is, "Love your neighbor as yourself." You you do on these two commandments hang all the law and the prophets to love the lord your god with all your heart so this thing of blessed are those who keep your testimonies who seek him with the whole heart there's this desire i want to go after the lord with my whole heart his testimonies his words to us and the testimonies Uh, in this, this word here is always in the plural. It's never just testimony, but testimonies. It's always in the plural. Lord, I want to hear your word to me, all of your word, not just some, not just one. I need, I want to hear all of your word. I seek you with my whole heart. They also do no iniquity. They walk in his ways. So those that are blessed and those that are seeking him with all their heart, they don't, They do no iniquity, or they don't do injustice or unrighteousness or wrong. They walk in his ways. We're blessed at that point. You have commanded us to keep your precepts diligently. Lord, let me keep your word diligently. It's like, I want to not just know your word, but I want to keep. I want to be a doer of your word. Like James, we start off by reading, that we would not just be hearers, but we'd be doers of the word. Let's not deceive ourselves. Let's keep the Lord's precepts diligently. Oh, that my ways were directed to keep your statutes. It's like there's this prayer of saying, Lord, let my, my conduct, conduct, let my, my steps, let my course of life, let my character be according or directed to keep your statutes, your law, your commandments, what you have for me, I, I, that I would keep them. Then I would not be ashamed when I look into all your commandments. I'm not going to be ashamed. I will not be disappointed. I will not. Um, yeah. There's going to be a, a, a working out when I look into all your commandments. We're talking about being blessed here. I will praise you with uprightness of heart when I learn your righteous judgments. So here's the word, Judgments, uh, statutes, commandments, ways, testimonies, precepts, all of these words, every verse has to do with the Word of God. Um, And so we learn when we can praise, we can worship when we have uprightness of heart. When I learn your righteous judgments, it's you know what? Do you find that it's a little bit difficult when you're you're not right before the lord to worship him you, you find you, you come to church like oh there's a there's a conviction because i got to make things right and even as we do it's like lord yeah i messed up here forgive me and uh, i'm making things right so i can have uprightness of heart when i have uprightness of heart it is easy to praise the lord and it's when i learn your righteous judge, judgments I will keep your statutes. Oh, do not forsake me utterly. And and here, even as uh, this first uh, grouping of of eight verses comes to an end, there's this thing of, uh, Lord, I know that as I keep your word, I will not stray from you. It's not so much God departing from us as it is we're departing from the ways of God. We're walking or we're moving away from him. I will keep, I will keep your statutes. Oh, do not forsake me utterly. Uh, Let me not stray from your statutes. So different things brought out here to be blessed as we keep the word of the Lord. I hope that uh, this would direct you to keeping the word of the Lord. Let me just, I want to read again verse 1 and 2. And I'm gonna. We're gonna just close in prayer here now. Blessed are the undefiled in the way, or the complete, the whole, the sound, in the way, who walk in the law of the Lord. Blessed are those who keep His testimonies, who seek Him with uh, the whole heart. So, Lord, we just come to you tonight, and we just thank you for your Word to us. We thank you for. Uh, your heart to speak into our lives always for our benefit even in the correction and and the reproving uh in the, even in the rebuking lord even as you would chastise us it is always for our benefit and our well-being so lord that we would accept your word that we would be doers of your word that there would be life fullness of life in us lord that the light we would not be walking in darkness, but we are and or will walk in the light of who you are. We will walk in your love and, and in a love for you and a love for others. Lord Jesus, you are the word. And Lord, so let us be hearers of the word. Let us be doers of the word. Let us receive the word. Lord, that there would be a fruitfulness about us as we hear, as, as we receive with a whole heart. Lord, as we understand, as we perceive, Lord, let us be a doer of your word. Let us be fruitful in Jesus' name. Lord, as your word said, the seed is the word of God. And the ones that fell, the word that falls on on the good ground are those who, having heard the word with a noble and good heart, keep it and bear fruit with patience. Lord, I pray that there would be a fruitfulness about us in our life that That others would taste and see that the Lord is good and say, man, I want I want what Dave has. Or I want what so-and-so has. I want what they have. Lord, that that there would be a directing to you. Lord, I pray that even in the the difficult times and the storms of life, Lord, even as you said, those that hear these sayings of mine and and does them and, and do them, I will liken him to a wise man who built his house on the rock. The rain descended, the floods came, and the winds blew and beat on that house, and it did not fall, for it was founded on the rock. Lord, I pray that we would be hearers of your word and doers of your word. And Lord, you are saying we will make it through life, even in the worst of times. Lord, as we stand on your word, because it is solid, and even as as the storms The trials, the tribulations, whatever may come against us, Lord, we will not be overcome. They can beat upon us, but our life, it will not fail or falter. But Lord, we are on a solid foundation. So Lord, I pray that for each and every one of us. In Jesus' name, in Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Amen. Hey, Lighthouse family, thanks so much for tuning in to another one of our podcast sermons. I'm Pastor Joel Sloss. For more podcasts, media, and live stream services at LighthouseNiagara.com, Sundays at 10 o'clock. God bless.